Father, I thank you for this hour. And I thank you for what is going on all over the nations of the world. And I know that you are in control. No matter what is happening, the Lord Jesus Christ is coming soon. We all know all those things that are going on all over the world, but we are not going to dwell on that. We are going to talk of the glory that God is bringing to mankind. Something to lift you up. Just like the song that was just said, it said that God has lifted us up. I want to talk about the millennial rest today. The millennial rest. Like we were talking on, on the viruses and the pestilences and the plagues that have been plaguing the world, but we also want to talk about the plan of God for mankind. And the plan of God is that these world systems, these world governments, think of whatever government you can think of, starting from the generations of Nebuchadnezzar. The world governments, God has already prophesied in the Bible, in the book of Daniel, how it will all end. God himself will take over, God himself will take over the kingdom of this world. And when he takes over the kingdom of the world, he will give it unto the people of the saints of the Most High God. Daniel chapter 7, verse 18 and verse 27 will tell you that. Now what does that mean, that God is going to take over the world? It means God is going to take, con take control of all these governments of the world, what he will take control. It's going to actually, they are going to destroy themselves in the world war. You have to remember that. All of this have been prophesied, but we are going to talk about the hope of the saints. The hope that God has given to us Christians is what you see in the book of Daniel chapter 7. In that verse 18, I would like to read it to you. Because Daniel saw a vision. In that vision, he saw beasts, animals. And he described those four animals. And he said he couldn't understand the meaning of this vision. And he went closer in that vision to one of the people that he saw in the vision, which we've seen, one of the angels, said, what is the meaning of all these four animals and these things? And it was told in. Verse 18 of Daniel chapter 7. Here is what the, what the angel told him from verse 17. These great beasts, which are four, are four kings which shall arise out of the earth. Verse 18. But the saints of the Most High shall take the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever, even forever and ever. Now, if you are not one of the saints of the Most High God, we are going to invite you to come and be one of the saints because to be a saint, you just have to be born again. That is the evangelistic message. But for the saints, for you that is listening and you are already a believer, Jesus Christ gave us the hope. He said that when you see all these things beginning to take place, Lift up your heads. Look up for your redemption draw at nine. And what is that redemption? Christ is coming soon. Many people talk about the rapture. Christ is coming to take the Christians home. That is one of our hope. But before the rapture takes place, there will be a lot of rumblings on the earth. Which is what some of the things we are seeing. But I want to make us to know this. That this pestilence is not new for the earth. I just went yesterday and searched through the Wikipedia 
and look at the timeline of pestilences. There have been worse ones. Bear in mind, we have not seen it in our own generation. We are in the, from the 1940s, 50s, 60s till now. There have been some pestilences also. But maybe we say it's only on that corner or on this corner or to those people over there. Maybe the information age is making the whole world to be connected that the way the governments are reacting to this one is affecting everybody. Because when I look at the Wikipedia, I saw that just 2008 and 9, this thing called HIV was also a virus. But you see, people say, well, that was localized to some kind of people or some kind of people. But it's also a virus. And by the time they tally the, the, the disaster and the casualties, it's almost about 300 something thousand or even up to a million worldwide. That's HIV virus. But that didn't hit the news. Like now, we're in the information age that the governments of the world are trying to counter this thing by all this lockdown and so on and so forth, so that the, it won't be as serious as this. The other ones have taken place. 1918, there's one called Spanish flu. And according to the tally, it was millions of people worldwide were, were dead. So why am I saying this? To make you to see that if this is not the beginning of the end, that if this is not the beginning of the end according to the book of Revelations, this will also pass away. But we don't want you to just take it like that and say it will just pass away. We want you, if you are not a believer, to come to Christ. Because those that were swept away during those Spanish flu in the 1918 to 1920-something, that is their end, and they will have to stand before God. And the survivors continue, the world continue. The same thing, if this is not the beginning of the end, there will be another generation that will just take this as another history. But we, at this end time, we know the Lord is coming soon. And this generation of, that we are in, we are believing that from the signs that we have been seeing, we know that this could be the beginning of the end of all things. We have the next world that is going to come. It's not going to be another group of people that we continue with this sinful world. Christ is coming to bring his own kingdom. And that is why I'm bringing you to the book of Revelation, Daniel chapter 7, pointing to the fact that after this world kingdoms, there will be a kingdom that Daniel said he saw, like a stone that was caught without hand, and it bruised and destroyed the image of Nebuchadnezzar, which image was symbolizing the kingdoms of the world. That was in Daniel chapter 2. And then it was repeated to him in Daniel chapter 7 that four different beasts represent the same image of Nebuchadnezzar. The Nebuchadnezzar image said he saw head of gold, chest and brass, chest of brass, the belly and the thighs and so on. And they also depicted three of all kingdoms from the time of Nebuchadnezzar till the feet, which is the end of the world, when the stone will destroy that image, which is the stone is representing the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that is what was also revealed in Daniel chapter 7 that the saints shall take over the kingdom. We are the saints, the people of God. So you have to have that hope. Now, when that kingdom of God comes, there will be a rest. That is what I want to talk about, the millennial rest. You can look at Genesis chapter 2 and say, well, what, what do you mean by this rest? God rested when he created the world in, the, in six days. The Bible said he rested. 
But that rest was actually symbolizing one day that God will rest. Remember, the Lord Jesus Christ said when you came and was preaching, he said, why are you walking, why are you healing the people on the Sabbath day? He said, my father walketh, either to and I walk. So the seventh day rest that everybody know about called the Sabbath was actually symbol of the plan of God for 1,000 rest of God. When we got rest, when there is no more crying, I just think of some days ago, I heard people praying over here, a lot of people crying over there. We are also praying unto the Lord over there. The whole world has been praying concerning this virus epidemic. And I saw another group praying over there. I just looked and said, Lord Jesus, the whole world is crying at you. They are crying to you. You've got to do something. Because when the saints are getting impacted, they are going to cry unto the Lord. And you will see that in the book of Revelation also. You see, that is why God has not rested. God is still walking. But when God begins to rest, means there will be no more crying, no more screaming unto God from any angle. That is the rest of God we are talking about. And he said it in 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 8. Peter said, a day with the Lord is a thousand years. And a thousand years as one day. So God is not slack concerning his coming. A thousand years is as one day. That is that one thousand year millennial reign of Christ is what has been prophesied by God by giving the, the Israelites something that they should be doing as a Sabbath day which is symbolizing the rest that is to come. Let's read it from the book of Revelation chapter 20 where God actually gave us the timetable of events. In the book of Revelation chapter 20 to make you that is a believer know what is coming to happen when Christ has come. From verse 1, he said, And I saw an angel come down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit, and a great chain in his hand. And he lay hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil and Satan, and bound him a thousand years, and cast him into the bottomless pit, and shut him up, and set a seal upon him, that he should deceive the nations no more, till the thousand years should be fulfilled. And after that, he must be loosed a little season. Now, let me quickly talk about this Satan that has been deceiving the whole world. Everything that you are seeing right now, whether they are pestilences, even the one that are in the book of Revelation, chapter 8 and 9, when it looked like a trumpet sounded and something happened, blood, water turned to blood, one third of the water turned to blood, or the destroying locusts. I want to put this to you that it is not God that is doing these things. It is Satan. It is Satan. And when you recognize that, you will know that you can call on the Lord, and the Lord will answer you to protect you if you know him. You have to remember if you know the Lord. And that is why we have a hope, we that are believers. The blood of Jesus Christ has covered us and we can trust in the blood of the Lord, of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I say it is Satan that has been deceiving the whole world. He came in the first day to Adam and Eve. The deception was, you will be wise. And they bowed into it and the whole world was deceived. You all know the whole story. Now we have heard stories of people that are trying to depopulate the earth, whether they were just uh, what you call conspiracy theory or it was actually being planned. 
it was still Satan that put those ideas into the heart, into the heart of those people. Satan deceiving the whole world. Whatever way he has been deceiving them, thinking, well, if you depopulate, there will be enough food for everybody. It is still a deception. Because he knew that it would be contrary to the plan of God. He knew what he was doing when he came against Adam and Eve. He knew it was the contrary to the plan of God. And because he bought into it, the world was deceived and death and all the trouble came. What he was planning to do again, and he has been doing over the years, that's why the Bible called Satan deceiver, deceiving the nation. But if it's like a legal thing. Once he has been able to accuse you, you are in, in this, in this camp. Because he has deceived you over years. You say, well, God knows he's deceiving or why did God do something? It is a, it's like a court case. The attorney may try to defend you, but if the prosecutor won, they won, and the person go to jail. That has been why the devil, the deceiver, has been deceiving the whole world, and he became the god of this world. But God has a plan for we human beings. He came to redeem us through the blood of Jesus Christ. And by redeeming us, he wanted to give this planet back to us legally. And that is what he has planned in the millennium. And that there will be a 1,000 year reign of Christ after the devil is locked up so that he deceived the nations no more that we just read in the book of Revelation chapter 20. Then there will be a kingdom of Christ for 1,000 years. Look at it, verse 4. Revelation chapter 20, verse 4. Let's continue to read. And I saw thrones, and they sat upon them. And judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God, and which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands, and they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. Now, listen to that. They lived means they were resurrected. That is why we that are believers, we are not afraid of death. Why? Because we know Christ has actually abolished death. But paraventure, the faith is not up to that because Christ promised that verily, verily I say unto you, if a man keep my saying, he shall never see death. Well, he put it as if a man. So now it means each individual can rise up to that faith level and keep his saying and he's able to keep us alive. Individually, because he has given examples in the Bible for that. He gave an example in the Enoch that never seed it. He gave an example in Elijah the prophet that never seed it. But he said, if a man, but he also gave the general, general promise to everybody in the book of John, chapter 6. He said, I will raise them up at the last day. That is the promise for the rest of people that will not be able to fulfill that. He said, I will raise them up at the last day. Revelation chapter, no, John, Gospel of John, chapter 6, you see that there. So many Bible verses. Christ repeated it. I will raise them up at the last day. And that raising up at the last day is what we are seeing here in chapter 20, verse 4, when he said, the souls that were beheaded, those are believers. Think of what is going on in the world now. It has almost died down. ISIS in uh, Iraq, in all those parts of the world, beheading believers. Part of what has been prophesied. They will rise again. God is going to raise them up again. By that time, only the saints, the holy people, will be given this planet to live forever and ever. But they have a 1,000 year first, first part, let's call it first part, when Christ will come down from the sky and the saints that are dead will be resurrected and we that are alive, 
Let's read that in the book of uh, First Thessalonians. Apostle Paul gave us that promise because God revealed it to him. Well, he, be, he thought he would be around by that time, but he, we know he is gone right now. But is, it is still coming to happen. First Thessalonians chapter four, in verse sixteen, Apostle Paul told us that. Let me start from verse fifty. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord that we, which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. That is those people that are beheaded, those that die for, in, 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 their, in their faith, they will rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Then we should comfort one another with these things. So what we are saying is, when you go to the book of Revelation chapter 20, and you see that the, those that were bearded, they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. That was how it started. And then they will reign for a thousand years. That thousand years, Satan is locked up. There will be no more diseases on the earth. There will be no more death on the earth, and there will be peace on the earth. That is the millennial rest of God that God has promised. And I will read a little bit of some more promises as we have seen of that millennial rest in the book of Isaiah chapter 11. To give we believers a hope that Christ, when he comes, a new kingdom starts. But the world have to destroy themselves before that new kingdom starts. And we believe that before they destroy themselves, before the world war, there will be this rapture. Amen. We are going to go meet the Lord in the air. But all these are that is going taking place now. If this is not the beginning of the end, there may be some more time. But if this is the beginning of the end, pestilences follow and then things follow. Before they wrap, wrap around the self for world war, there will be a rapture. We believe that. And then for you, believer and me, we have to begin to look up. Lift up your heads for it's coming soon. Isaiah chapter eleven. Let's see the book of Isaiah chapter eleven where the prophet was prophesying of things about this millennial rest of Christ. Because when Christ shall come down, there will be peace on earth. In verse 6, I read from verse 6 to verse 10. This is the promise of God for that 1,000 year rest of Christ on earth. He said, The wolf also shall dwell with the lamb, and the leopard shall lie down with the kid, and this, the calf and the young lion and the fatling together, and a little child shall lead them, and the cow and the bear shall feed. Their young ones shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like the ox, and the sucking child shall play on the hole of the asp, and the wind shall, shall put his hand in the cockatrice den. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain, for the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord. As the waters cover the sea. Now, this is a promise of God and the Almighty God that created these things, created the heavens and the earth, will make it happen. This will take place. And that is the, the, the millennial, the life in the millennial reign of Christ when he shall be on earth. Because in verse 10 of that, he said, And in that day there shall be a root of Jesse. So we know he's talking about the Messiah. We shall stand for an ensign of the people. So it shall the Gentiles seek, and his stress shall be glorious. Praise the Lord. That is the hope of we believers. 
that Christ is coming with a kingdom. After these kingdoms of this world have been completely eliminated, they will eliminate themselves in all of those things that is coming to happen. But the devil is the one that's going to start all these troubles. And that kill, the troubles of the devil can end up being part of it, this persecution that will come through the man of sin. The Bible calls him the mark of the beast. But we are believing that the Lord is coming soon. So if you know it's coming soon, rejoice. In the book of Isaiah chapter 65, the prophet also went further and repeated the same thing that he said in verse 19. Isaiah chapter 65, verse 19. And let me read that to you. He said, I will rejoice in Jerusalem and joy in my people. Amen. And the voice of weeping shall be no more heard in her. See that? Nor the voice of crying. There shall be no more death, an infant of days. Now, it's not, not just talking about Jerusalem, but he's promising this to Jerusalem because that is where the king, the king of kings, will be reigned from. The Lord Jesus Christ, when he shall, when he shall come down in the millennium. But it's going to be for the rest of the world also. That is, the promise is for those who will be living during that time, who are the saints of the Most High God, those that have been resurrected, they will never die anymore. So we are believing God that this world will, fall, will come to pass. And he went further, there shall be no more things, an infant of days, nor an old man that has not filled his days. For the child shall die an hundred years old, but the sinner being an hundred years old shall be a cause. And they shall build houses and inhabit them. And he went on and went on to verse 25. And he said, the wolf and the lamb, that's repeating what he said in chapter 11, the wolf and the lamb shall feed together. And the lion shall eat straw like the bullock. And dust shall be the serpent's meat. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountains, said the Lord. The Almighty God that created the heaven and the earth is able to make this happen and is going to make it happen. But now that is the hope that we, saints of the Most High God, are looking for. And let me go now to Revelation chapter 21, verse 1, as I begin to bring this to a close. This is to make you to see the Lord has a plan for you and me. And his plan is to give this planet earth to the people of the saints of the Most High, which Daniel prophesied, and it will come to pass. In Revelation chapter 21, verse 1, he said, And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. No more sea. And Apostle John said, And I just saw the holy city, a new Jerusalem, not physical one that is on earth. It's a city that God is building. Most likely it will be on, a, on a, an asteroid stone somewhere that God is creating. It's a city that has foundation that all the pilgrims were looking for. Like you talk about Abraham, he said they look for a city that has foundation. And that is the city God is building for us. And Apostle John said he saw this new Jerusalem coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride had done for her husband in Revelation chapter 21. And before I wrap it up, let me talk about Daniel chapter 7, verse 27 again, that I want us to wrap up with before I invite anybody that wants to give their life to Christ to think about it. Because these things that God has promised, it will come to pass. It shall not fail. It must come to pass because everything that was prophesied has come to pass. That we can see from history, when we look back at history, then the same prophet that prophesied those things and said there is still one, some more to come, we know those also will come to pass. In Daniel chapter 7, verse 27, 
which is just a repetition of what I said. He said, the people of the saints of the Most High, verse 27, said, and the kingdom and dominion and the greatness of the kingdom, that's the kingdom of this world, under the old heaven shall be given to the people of the saints of the Most High. This kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and all dominions shall serve and obey him. So that is the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you that is listening to me, you have not even believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, there is no other way. There is no other way. Uh, Romans chapter 10 tells us this is how to receive the Lord Jesus Christ. He said in verse 9 of Romans chapter 10, we want to accept Jesus as Lord. To be, to be one of those saints that the Bible is talking about because God said he has created this world not in vain. It shall be inhabited. Satan might be destroying the world, want to destroy the world and destroying them through many things. They try to depopulate the earth from a billion. They want to make it one billion. It is Satan put it into the heart of some people through some billionaires or world system. They may plan it. They may try, try to destroy mankind. However, when God is ready, he will take their Satan out of the way and give this kingdom of this earth to the people of the saints of the Most High God. And you want to be one of them. And that is why I want to invite you to be one of them. And how can you be one of them to, be, to have a hope of this new kingdom that is to come when this kingdom of this world are over with? Look at Romans chapter 10, verse 9. He said, If you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. It's as simple as that. Do you believe the Lord Jesus Christ? Then confess it with your mouth. You can't say, I believe, but you are afraid to talk about him to anybody else. You must confess with your mouth that God raised him from the dead and that he rose again to justify you. Believe that he died for you, for your sin on the cross. He said, then for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So I pray for all you that are listening. If you are not a believer, it's time to think about it and ask Jesus Christ to come into your life and save your soul. So that even if you die, you will be one of them to be resurrected in the next few, very few years, this thing will start when Christ will come in the sky. And if you are alive by the time he comes, you'll be one of them to go and meet him in the air, only if you are in him. I pray that Lord will open your heart right now. I pray, let's pray. I just pray for those that are listening, Lord, that you will touch their hearts, that they will repent. Many that are not believing in you yet, they, they, they believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and give their heart to you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you. Amen. God bless you. And love be with you.